Hello and welcome back to Really Good Appears. My name is Gary O'Brien and this is where I get some of my very good friends on to chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. And joining me today, once again, it's Alice Gillen and she's here to talk about the 2020 musical comedy Eurovision Song Contest, A Story of Fire Saga. So stick around, we hope you enjoy. I should have checked to see if any, like any like Eurovision songs were like royalty free so I could have put them in for this episode damn have you listened to the new Eurovision songs so you know how uh, this year's Eurovision is actually the exact same people from last year just re-entered yeah. with new songs yeah yeah makes sense so Daddy Fryer who is Iceland funny because yes. Iceland is Fire Saga um, yeah. they have a new song it's not as good as last year's song it's not as it's good. Pretty good it's 10 years it's 10 years it's not bad no, nah, like, like, do you think he should just still win anyway? Because he would have won. Yeah, he, he would have absolutely won. won. Yeah, for oh, sure. He won. For sure. He would have won anyway, and then it would have synced up with this movie, because then you would have had this movie about a band from Iceland going on to, like, perform at the Eurovision, then you would have had Iceland win the Eurovision. Yeah, and, I think and it would have been, been it's epic. It's very rare for these things to, like, line up perfectly, and this would have been the perfect opportunity. But the one from Ireland's not bad this year. Maps. I yeah, I listened to it. So I've now been, you know, preparing for the Eurovision because mm. it's next week. Are no, you aware it's on. Of it's no, 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 no. It's this week. Yeah, next week. Like coming, like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, like next week. No, like, you 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 forget. There's like <laughs> we record this in advance, so the day this oh, comes oh, out, <laughs> it's coming out. It's, I think it's. It's coming actually out today. Week. It's actually I think today. Oh, it's today. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, the semi-finals. Uh, the one of the semi-finals. Today. One of the semi-finals. Let's not be specific because they're on Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> but one of the semi-finals is on. Yeah. Yeah. Today. And the finals on Saturday this week. This week, Saturday. There yes. we go. Yeah. Um, because uh, this is why this is what worked out so well. So for as long as I have been doing this podcast or even mentioning this podcast, this has been a movie that you have always wanted to do. And I said, yeah. you know what, Alice, I'm trying to like, you know, sync up some of the podcasts with like things that are happening at the same time. And I was like, do you mind wait until May? It was a struggle. Keep in mind, this all started in November. And I said, do you mind wait until May to do this? And then I made the silly idea of being like, hey, I'm going to make all the podcasts in the month of May being about um, being movies that have Pierce, Brendan Brosnan in them. Uh, for my birth month, here's uh, Brendan the... Brosnan. We're doing full names. Yeah. Oh, we're doing. We're on. We're on full names. <laughs> full terms. name terms. <laughs> full name terms. Um, so I was like, uh, that, that's what's going to be all the movies in the month of May for Brosnan O'Brien birthday bros bonanza. But then I was like, shit. What Alice? I was supposed to do Eurovision with Alice. So I'm like, turns out Pierce Brosnan's already in this movie, so it all exactly. worked out absolutely perfectly. Exactly. He's in it as a sexy old Icelandic man. That's what Pierce Brosnan uh, is. He's a, what uh, his name is like Eric Erickson, isn't it? Eric Erickson. Eric, Eric Erickson. <clears throat> yeah. And then there's Lars so Erickson because you know how the naming goes in Iceland. Yes. You take like the dad's name and then you get son or daughter. So that's mm. the the joke through the movie is that it's Sigrid Erickson and Lars Erickson and they keep going, "Oh, brother and sister." It's like, "No." <laughs> Or not, maybe Probably not. not. Probably, Probably not. Probably not. Maybe no. Um, but yeah, so so you, this was this was one. So you don't want to do this for so so long. So mm-hmm. first of all, glad we're doing it. Thanks. But is this because you love the Eurovision or you just love this movie? What's your connection so, to the Eurovision? I love the Eurovision. So did you when we were kids? Did you come over to our house for Eurovision? Like, did you ever get to partake in this? Me and I, Ruth used to go all in for Eurovision. Like, oh wow! We would okay. know Ruth all being the your sister. Yeah, Ruth being the sister. We would know all the songs. The sister. <laughs> the sister. The only one. 
all the songs we knew. Um, so then we would steal all my mom's scarves and we would dance and, you know, we loved the Eurovision. Um, because my mom had a friend who was super, super into the Eurovision. And he, he would come over to study the Eurovision in advance so that he could place bets on the Eurovision. Ah, <clears throat> he would bet like thousands, like obscene money. What? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And win obscene money. <laughs> but like, um, so we loved the Eurovision all of our right. life. And then yeah. this movie came out and I also think it so perfectly captures the Eurovision. Like, yeah, really does. Like in ways that I think if you like the Eurovision as well, there is a lot of Easter eggs in this movie. Mm-hmm. We'll touch off some of them. I don't know. Did you, how familiar are you with the Eurovision? Like, did you catch I'm, these little so Easter I, eggs? I, I so first of all, I I um so how familiar I am with the Eurovision. I think I watched it up until like twenty like ten or eleven or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I kind of would watch because my parents like we'd all sit down as family and kind of watch it, and then my interest kind of waned, and then Jedward did it, and I was like, okay, I'll oh, yeah. watch it, and I was like, no, I hate that. Yeah. To be Quick honest, question: What's your favorite Irish Eurovision entry song? Dustin Turkey, Irlandais Duzqua. Oh Christ! Okay, that was cool. so we... fucking good, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I re-listened to it recently, and I was like, "Oh, this did not age well." I played it for some of my American friends, and they were like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> yeah. Like, so this for anyone a... who doesn't know, it's 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 a puppet that was on a children's TV show. We a submitted turkey. that a, do- a turkey so a, a, puppet, a, a turkey puppet that, that looks was like from a TV sh- a children's TV show that looks like it's that been looks... through a lawnmower. Yeah. So we submitted that into a song competition and in front involved, of the rest of Europe in front of the rest of Europe um and he sang about how everyone should give him maximum amount of points for his song which was about them getting maximum amount of points. Yeah, legitimately called Irlande des points because it's horrific. It's very Irish, it's just bad. But um so <laughs> it's But yeah, so I so I was kind of aware of it but I watched it when I watched it the first time when it came out last year. Um, and there was times I was like, I feel like this guy's important. I feel like she's important. I feel like, and then there's that whole scene where all of these people I don't know and vaguely recognize start singing together, and I'm like, hmm, they're probably all Eurovision people. Uh, and then when I looked at the IMDb section for this, I was like, ah, now I know their names. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think the people I recognize, I recognized the guy with the violin because he. Yes, yeah, he was in it twice. Um, yeah, he's really good. I, I remember I love that song. It's fairy tale he sings. That was really yeah, good. Yeah, but if you listen uh, to that again, he's incredibly off key for the whole thing. Like, you should really. just stick with the violin. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander Ryback. Ryback. Um, so, yeah, so I, I I think it's a movie that. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it anyway. I actually probably enjoyed it. I don't think I enjoyed it as much the first time as I much enjoyed it the second time because I knew exactly what I was getting in for. Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's such a. It's such a feel good. It's a good comedy as well. I was actually it's surprised funny. at how good, like how, f- there's one joke in particular we'll talk about later that I think is, has one of the, single-handedly has one of the greatest payoffs of any comedy like movie I can think of in recent times. Uh, but I, I I actually took notes as well how many times I laughed out loud watching it again because I was so surprised to myself. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a great, it's a great, I don't know, it's a good fun watch I would say. Mm-hmm. It is very fun. And they're, they're like okay with poking fun at, all like they equally mm-hmm. poke fun at everybody so they like yeah take the piss of iceland a little bit and they take the piss of america a lot they take yeah. the piss of the rest of europe a lot so it's it's very funny i think it's very funny um so so i guess for anyone i don't know for any if anyone who doesn't know the eurovision is to this you're gonna be so lost so but for lost. anyone who does know what the eurovision is um uh but yet doesn't know what the plot of this <clears> movie is uh dr alice gillen do you care to try and 
yeah. surmise the, the, the plot of this. So, essentially, it's a movie based on these two people, um, Sigrid and Lars, who are Firesaga. That is their band name. And since they were kids, they have wanted to enter... Since they saw ABBA play and win the Eurovision, they wanted to enter the Eurovision and win it. So it's been Lars's dream his whole life. And now he's like a middle-aged man and he still is determined to win, enter and win the Eurovision. So the movie follows their kind of trajectory, how they eventually end up in the Eurovision and somehow in the final of the Eurovision through like a lot of... No one ever thinks they have a chance, but they keep getting through stage after stage because the Eurovision has many stages so first you have to qualify for your country then you have to qualify in the semi-final and then you get to go into the grand final so somehow they make it all the way to the grand final and it's kind of following their relationship slash giving you an idea of what Eurovision as a whole is like um uh following these two Icelandic people and it's so funny that I think that's all you can say without really spoiling it so absolutely like again so for anyone that like hasn't seen it it's on netflix go watch it it's quite a good comedy there's very good performance in it performances in it i think and um, mm-hmm. the songs are great uh not even just the ones Will songs Ferrell are so good the other ones that are just meant to be like oh this is just someone singing a eurovision song that those are even actually kind of decent and they really sound like eurovision songs i think that's the craziest yeah. part like each of these songs could definitely have been in the eurovision yeah i think that's just because it's a movie that's done by someone by people that actually love the Eurovision and actually have a strong love for it and wasn't an idea of like, hey, let's make a movie about, I don't know, this song contest and make it mm-hmm. real silly. They they are, they understand of what this competition's like and are able to kind of go off and make something that's kind of like a nearly like a love letter to it, but also kind of is like still part of its like campy kind of nature of it. Oh yeah, exactly. So the, I guess the other thing is like the Eurovision is an incredible party as well um, and very popular in the european lgbtq society kind of yeah. eurovision thing but i think one thing i didn't mention is that will farrell wrote this because he's married to i think a swedish woman and it was yeah. when he went over to sweden he like saw the eurovision for the first time he's like this is the most amazing thing i've ever seen um so he had written this ages ago i think and then they finally got they got to put it through but he wrote the screenplay well, he was yeah, one so of the he, writers. He, he went. To, he went over, and his wife brought her him to the uh, to her cousin's house in May of nineteen ninety five, which just so happened to be the year when Sweden won it. So he was in the like, it, like I'm not saying it's on par with the world, like let's say the football world, world cup, but imagine being in that household mm-hmm. with a load of Swedish people, like winning a competition like that. I'd say it's gas. So he's he, so that's like that's how early on his sort of. In, like um, awareness of this began then he actually went to the grand final in 2014 where uh, Conchita Wurst oh Conchita Wurst co- yeah where she where she won he was at that final uh, and then basically he's been kind of ever since 2018 he started to prep for this movie and that involved he actually was able to attend the Eurovision the 2018 Eurovision in Lisbon as part of the Swedish delegation because it was all to do with um, oh. his um research for the role so he actually went to their rehearsals he went to the semi-final he went to the final like he has seen all stages of this and that's what i mean by like someone who loves this clearly was behind it because will ferrell is clearly like i love this and i want to make mm-hmm. a movie about it and I'm, I'm i'm very i don't know it's weird to, it's weird to see someone from america kind of and that's actually another great question because your 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 partner is an american man what is it what is his thoughts on the eurovision 
So they don't know what the Eurovision is. Like, they have no, like, it's, you know, so there is a scene later in the movie, like, very late on, where they're, like, where he hitchhikes with the Americans to get to the final, and he's, like, we gotta go. And they're, like, is it like the voice? He's, like, no, it's not like the voice, you (laughs) idiot Americans. Like, but that's what they, like, they actually ask me a lot. They're, like, is it like the voice? I'm, like, no, it's not like the voice, you idiot Americans. I was like, but yeah, so he, he captures a lot of, like, the fact that in America, this doesn't exist. Like, yeah. But bizarrely, the Eurovision does exist in Australia. Who is a Eurovision entry now? Oh, yeah. That's just all money. Money, money, money. But, like, mm-hmm. that makes sense. But, um, yeah, but they don't so get what it. Did you, okay, so I guess anyone that hasn't seen it, feck off, go watch it. It's great. Eurovision's on Saturday, I think. What a better time to go watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk spoilers. I, I don't know where to begin, but I'm just going to ask, what did you think of Mr. William Farrell in this? I? So I don't always love him in movies, right? Yeah. I loved him in this movie. I thought he was so good. Like, I really... He so captured, like, the, like, being so serious about the Eurovision, but, like, it's still the Eurovision, so you're not that serious a person. But, like, yeah. taking it really, like, this is everything to me. Like, you know, I make our costumes. I thought he was very, like, his timing and delivery of jokes was so, like, on point in this movie. Like, the ones of, like, you know when they're doing the song contest in Iceland? To qualify yeah. for the Eurovision. And he's like stuffing the teddy bear down. Yeah. In, and and she's like talking to Sigrid. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, I'm drawing attention to my groin area. And she's like, <laughs> I just want my oh, ding should... dong to look bigger than, it, yeah, than what it really is there. I, I need my ding dong to look bigger than what it is. And he has this really weird accent the whole time, which I love. Um, they all do. Like, oh. I, I, I don't know people from Iceland, but I feel like... This is I not feel like them. they probably don't sound like this. Oh yeah. yeah, should I should I do the same? He's like, yeah, do the same. Classic camel. Oh yeah, classic camel. And you're like, this is so funny. Like I can see this conversation happening backstage in the Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like I feel like they're all having such good fun on it, and I feel like I don't know. There was just something about there was some scenes I was watching him in where I just feel like he could. It just looked improv and it looked like him and Rachel McAdams were having a good crack. You know, the one scene that comes to mind was the two of them are on a bench in Edinburgh and he's like, hello, big time Hollywood called for you and stuff like that. That all to me looks like it's completely improv because they're literally smiling at each other as if like the two of them are thinking this on the spot. Yeah, exactly. It's just the tone of it. I don't know. I think it's because it's different when like, I don't know if you ever watched Sherlock Holmes or no, Holmes and Watson, you know, like the horrible... Mm -hmm movie he's in where he's doing a British accent it's just like I feel like it's just he's just doing he's playing it up whereas I feel like in this he actually feels like he is from Iceland and he loves the Eurovision and he's like he loves being quirky about it and I think it's great he fully embraced this role he fully the only thing that I hated was the final song when he sings like I hate yes I agree so I I have like so there's so there's that there's, because I'm just like, Will Ferrell, you don't, because he, he, so Rachel McAdams doesn't do her own singing in this. No, um, Someone else does. Uh, Molly Sandin. Will Fer- she's called My Marianne. Molly Sandin. She is a Swedish pop singer. She actually ah. either won or came very close to winning the junior Eurovision. Yeah, I read something about it. Like, she, yeah, I didn't even know there was a junior Eurovision. It's, uh, this mm-hmm, thing me neither. Deep. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so, but uh, he, he's singing is 
Well, where, where I took it as I'm like you can't get someone else to pretend to be Will Ferrell singing mm-hmm. because his voice is kind of so distinctive whereas like I don't, and he's probably sung in other movies like even like Anchorman when he's singing Afternoon Delight you know what that sounds like or, whereas or Rachel Step McAdams, Brothers yes but like Rachel McAdams I don't think she sings much I don't know but like I feel like they could get away with it there but mm-hmm. yeah in that last song Husevik, um, which I have other things to say about later on but like I'm just like shut the fuck up, Will Ferrell. What are you? What yeah, are you shut doing the fuck up. This? Why are you doing this? Like I watched this with. So I have made literally every single person I know in my vicinity watch this movie. Uh-huh. And I made one of my American friends watch this, and she loved it. She thought it was amazing. And then she has also watched it like five times since. But I like walked in on her once while she was in the office, and she was listening to the Eurovision sign track in like secret. But anytime Will Ferrell sings in Husavik, she's like. Because there's another scene later on, like I said, where there's that big sing-along. And you oh see all these God. Eurovision entries and they're all having a great time. And then you just see Will Ferrell popping up and you're just like, oh man, get out of there. Like, don't feel like you're part of this now. I, but I understand yeah. he's, he's doing a lot to highlight it. Like, I bet you if the Eurovision went ahead last year, it would have been massive because of this movie. I, I don't know what it'll be like this year now because uh, it's kind of it's kind of died down a bit um, since then. Well, but... with this podcast, it might come back to oh, life. Oh, well, like, look, all I'm going to say is when the Mamma Mia podcast came out last week, uh, or two weeks ago I can't remember whatever whenever it came out uh, ABBA announced that day they were going to release music th- this year so I think it was it, really the podcast they heard the podcast they saw like, they saw trending they were like look there's clearly a demand for ABBA content out there as prevalent by this amateur podcast that comes out from Ireland let's go release some new music this year after exactly. 40 years so. did you have did you have like four Swedish listeners that week I should actually check. That would be really interesting to check, actually, if anyone from Sweden was listening that week. Um, but yeah, it's... so Actually, yeah, so so as much as Will Ferrell is kind of like an intrusion at times, because uh, even his character is very, like, telling, um, you know, secret what to do and how things are going to be and stuff, I felt Rachel McAdams was quite... Like, I just... I didn't think this would be her type of movie, but she seems perfect for a new... She was so good. Like, I think she really embraced being kind of silly... Because this is, for the Eurovision, I think they all had to be, like, we're going over the top. Like, we're going beyond over the top. Like, over the hill and into the sky, taking off in a rocket ship level of over the top. Because equally, Dan Stevens, who plays Alexander Lemtov, who honestly I think is the greatest character in the movie. Yeah. There's actually quite a lot of heart in this movie and emotion. And... Even his character, which you don't think is going to have any of that, at the end you kind of realise and you're like, holy shit, they managed yeah. to squeeze that that sort of storyline into this as well. Mm-hmm. And, and and Mita, Mita, what was her name? Zenekis or something? Mita's the Greece entry, who's friends with yeah. Lemtov. But I thought they were also very good. And like they, they, everyone was going all in to be like, we are going very crazy flamboyant in this movie and we're yeah. all okay with it. Um, the person I thought the whole movie could have done without is Demi Lovato. Like, I'm so... I, I... My heart... I was what? like, I swear to God, if Alice says Pierce Brosnan, I am never No, oh, he was again. crucial. He was crucial. His <laughs> but, uh, Icelandic De- accent also was... Oh, that... I, I have things to say about that. But uh, yeah, Demi Lovato's in this. She's like one of the many, many cameos. She's probably the most well-known cameo in it, but um, mm-hmm. she's one of many. And I, 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 yeah, she's... She does she the just, job, which she needs to do, I think. Yeah, she doesn't, which, like, in any way pretend to not be Demi Lovato, though. Like, yeah. she's not, like, she's not acting in any way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> See, I don't know, was this around the time where she wasn't doing great? 
I don't know. So I, we'll give her that. I, this is why I, I this is why I didn't like write anything about it because I was just like I'm just gonna. Yeah, she's. I just didn't. I just didn't like. I thought that was a funny side plot, which we'll get yeah. to when we actually start discussing the actual movie. But she was. Mm, I don't mm. know. She could have been anybody. It didn't need to be Demi Lovato. Whereas I yeah. think like the others really brought something else. Yeah, I think I think you just need someone who's a big pop star and who had that like superstar energy. Yeah. I think she did bring that. She does. She did bring that. Yeah, yeah. She was, but, but I, she's I, like that all the time. Like that's just Demi Lovato. Yeah, but like, I'd me? say, yeah, but I'd say there's many big pop stars that would kind of be like, oh no, if I'm being in this movie, I need to look glamorous. I need to do my own song. I need to have mm. this much screen time. Whereas she was like, oh, I'll, I'll sing a song. I don't care. I'll put on all this like prosthetic makeup this and stuff true. like that. I don't give a like. I just knowing those type of people, I feel like they'd kind of want to have to. Do you have, know like, them personally, Gary? Do you? Are you very, yeah, very I know familiar Rory, with a lot of Rory, pop stars? Rory's connected to the music scene. <laughs> very popular pop stars. You're very connected. No, but like, but you know the way, like, they'll be, they'll I do, like, I know, I'm joking. I'm slugging off, I'm slugging off. I get what you mean, I get what you mean. Um, <laughs> who I do think brought a lot was actually Pierce Brosnan. I thought My he was so fucking funny. God. He I... was also so attractive looking. Okay, I'm not into older looking men. I'm not into older looking men, but like, dear God, Pierce Brosnan in this movie in his little fisherman clothes. I was like, woo, hello. Yeah, because he, because this is funny. So I, so the last movie to come out, the one that came out on Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, was The Foreigner, where he plays like Jerry Adams oh. and he does the Northern Ireland, well, he doesn't play Jerry Adams, he plays a guy called Liam Hem- Hennessy, which is, <laughs> Who is Jerry Adams. Adams. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But he does that a very a great com- movie. Really good movie. And he does a quite a good Northern Ireland accent in that. Like, it's not perfect, but it's quite good. And he's able to deliver a lot of his lines mm-hmm. with a lot of gravitas and media, whatever. Uh, but in this, the accent is awful. So bad. It's not great. But once you once you get used to it, he's actually very funny. He's very yeah. good in it. I, I do like him in it. Like, I think, so this is quite at the start of the movie, so we can spoil this. But, but the bit where they're standing at uh, Lars's mom's grave. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's great. <laughs> And they're just standing there, and he's like, Lars, I'm selling the house. And Lars is like, but I live in the house. He's like, you're a, you're a grown man, Lars. Your mother would want you to do great things. He's like, well, my mother loved me running around the house. I'd be very happy that you're selling it. I thought that was so funny. And he's like, oh, pity about the boat. He's like, the boat makes me money, Lars. <laughs> Uh, I, I, even though and, and, and my other favourite quote this is actually going to be me kind of quoting it a lot because there's some really really great stuff in it like I had a, I had it down here I laughed out like uh, 18 times during this movie and when I say laughed out I mean, I mean like actual like yeah. proper laughed out um, my mother this is one of my favourite ones I've written down just because it's vaguely related to like, Pierce Brosnan I think he said James Bond uh, but it's uh, yeah. he, he, but it's, he, it just goes to show how well he kind of uh, embodies the character because when you read this quote when you when Will Ferrell says this thing you can kind of see Pierce Brosnan saying it which is that mm-hmm. like Lars is just like all of Iceland thinks we're a joke and Sigrid's like that's not true and he's like my father's ashamed of me and she's like no he's not and he goes he looked me into the eyes and he said I am ashamed of you and then she's like maybe he was drunk and he goes he, uh, he said and you might think I'm I drunk am but I am dead, dead sober so just so the funny. hatred towards Lars I just he, he plays it so, so well it was so funny um, the other good cameo who we'll get to later is Graham Norton he plays a bo- he uh, plays a- I think I he, uh, do, you, the, do you watch the BBC though Eurovision because he is the broadcaster yeah I know he does I know he does some of those like see this is the thing I feel like when Graham Norton does it for like the BBC he's able to get away with stuff because it's live whereas I feel mm-hmm. like this it's very like just 
it just felt very scripted. It didn't seem like Graham Norton thinking of stuff off the cuff. Yeah, it definitely wasn't off the cuff, but he did capture like what he is oh, like in terms of his yeah. sarcasm, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a certain things absolutely. of like yeah. the fire brigade have been notified and are on standby. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, but like I think he's good because he's able to kind of he's able to kind of tell us what the audience like what we should be thinking going into like seeing their performance and understanding. Oh, 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 they better be good. And he kind of it, it's a very good plot device. I will say it's quite good. Um. And I, I'm not dissing Graham Norton's acting at all because I don't know if you ever seen Soul, uh, which he's in. Oh my god! First of all, go watch Soul. It won Best Picture, Best Animation. Oh wait, Soul like the like yeah, the yeah. animation. Oh okay, yeah. yeah, I have seen that. He's in that, and he is phenomenal. He is great in that. So I don't, I don't. Uh, he plays the hippie guy with the sign. Oh, he does. Yeah, he's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So I do not diss his acting abilities whatsoever. Uh, I just think when he was playing himself, I don't think he knew what to do. But um, no, he's great as well. Uh, I think that's all kind of the main-ish characters anyway. I think. Except... Oh, oh, Victor Carlson. There's Victor Carlson, but what's the name of your man? Is it Johans who just keeps screaming at them? Play your yeah, ding dong! <laughs> I haven't done in my notes as Shouty Man, but yeah, he's yeah. also fantastic. It's a great cast. Apart, uh, there's actually someone... Oh, do I have it here? I don't know where... Do you know the guy who plays like 21st century Viking? Oh, yeah. The, he's one of the guys... Yeah, apparently uh, the director came out and said he is the quickest casting and the first and quickest casting of this movie or something like that because they saw him and he was like, we'll find a place to put him. <laughs> like, he'll go in this. Um, he was good. He was very good. Uh, actually, speaking of the director as well, other interesting things. So, I looked at what he's done, and my God, is it all over the place. Um, so, the, what he's done most recently before this was a load of Maroon 5 music videos. And then he'd also done The Judge, I think that's the one with Robert Denny Jr., The Change-Up, Wedding Crashers, Fred Claus, Shanghai Nights. Like, it was all this weird stuff he's done. And to kind of see that he's able to kind of do a year... I don't know how he ended up pulling this off, but... Very interesting altogether. I love it. Like, I think this might... You know the way kids get really obsessed with a movie and they want to watch it every day forever? I mean, I did this, at least. I would, like, get obsessed with Jungle Book and watch that every day for, like, a year. I did that with Moana when Moana came out. Like, yes, I was about 25, but I equally did it with Moana. And I did it with this movie. This is my my new one where I'm like, I think everybody needs to watch this movie. Yeah. Okay, Um, but let's go into the plot now because some of them are so funny and I think we need to discuss them. Okay. So hit me up. How for does it start? The start. The start is like flashback to when Abba were in the Eurovision and Lars's mother has just died. And Lars's dad is like, I don't fucking know why Lars is so sad. And everyone's like, well, his mother just died. That's probably why he's so sad. But then Abba come on and Lars starts dancing. And then Sigrid, who is like six and has never spoken or something, starts dancing with him. And everyone's kind of laughing. And then baby Lars freaks out. He's like, stop laughing at me and he goes on to this spiel about how he's going to win the Eurovision and they all keep laughing but do you, have you noticed there's a similarity in the setup of Daddy Fryer's um, Eurovision entry from 2020 and that first scene like I there just was a huge similarity for me because the start of Daddy Fryer's music video oh, yes. they're all sitting in around a thing and they start doing their you know yeah and then i thought it was very similar and it's not on purpose i think it's to like capture what like an icelandic house is like yeah but it shows that they captured it pretty well that's Um, that's a good point yeah kind of everyone's in there but then it moves on to really oh one of the greatest songs i would say of the decade volcano (laughs) man (laughs) volcano man which 
and you, it flashes forward and you think this is what they are like now i think that's yeah. about it looks like a music video and it's kind of got the sweeping views of like volcano man they're in their costumes and then it cuts and they're in a basement with like viking horns on and like the power has just gone off because they've blown the circuit again and pierce brosnan is shouting down to will ferrell being like lars <laughs> And then he comes in and he sees Sigrid, which he thinks Sigrid is very cute. So he's like, oh, hi, Sigrid. Um, and then he starts being nice again to Sigrid, but still mean to Lars. But Volcano Man, I think, is so great. But I think it's a great song. It's, it gets the vibe of Eurovision from the off. Like, it's exactly, like, you could, uh, and with all the songs they do, and any of the songs in this, like you said earlier, it, you could see that being entered into the Eurovision. Like, it's this, this, I'm surprised whoever wrote these songs, which I probably should have checked, should get into the profession of writing your for sure songs. for sure like they have hit the nail on the head repeatedly in these so you have volcano man and then they finish and there's such a funny exchange like wow wow your voice was so powerful today and like they're like giving each other like yeah oh yeah and they kind of have all these weird noises going on yeah. but it's so funny it's so funny um and then She's like, maybe this should be our Eurovision song. And he's like, no, Double Trouble is the song. Um, so you then know there's going to be another song coming that will be the Eurovision song. Yeah. And then, what is the next thing? Then they're like, she's coming down with her coffee. It's the next day. And Lars is a ticket guy for like traffic violations. So he's writing tickets on everybody's cars. And she arrives with two coffees. And he's like, two coffees. And she's like, yes, both for me. And that is this weird joke throughout the movie that honestly I don't understand. Two for me. You know this yeah. this joke that Rachel McAdams does? Do you understand that? Because I definitely didn't. I don't get the joke, it. Be, the joke being that like she's shown up for coffees with two coffees and he's like, oh, you got me a coffee. And she goes, no, they're both for me. Fuck off. How could you assume yeah, that? But she always takes two drinks like throughout the movie. Oh yeah, fuck, she does. I she always that. takes two. She always is like takes like double fist the champagne, double fist the vodka, double fist the oh, water. Like she always point. takes two. And I don't understand why. Like I don't get so, the joke. So so one of the one of the one of the plot lines in this is that Sigrid actually has feelings for Will Ferrell and he's just immensely oh, yeah. oblivious to it. Um so I don't know, would you think it's would you think it's in her character to be like Oh, I always get two drinks, and she's doing it for Will Ferrett, like uh, for well, Lars. I maybe. yeah, that's a fantastic point. Actually, I I don't yeah. know this, but I never understood why. But that could actually be it. It could be like she's trying to like cover her tracks of like bringing him coffee, and then him being like, kind of because he is super yeah. So Rachel McAdams' character is like in love with Lars from birth, kind of level, like from that first ABBA dance in love with Ar- Lars. And Rachel McAdams is fantastic looking in this movie. Like, oh my God, that woman is just gorgeous. And Lars is played by Will Ferrell. So, it's that you know. class, It's that classic Hollywood thing where like a, a fairly mediocre, below average guy manages to have this like very attractive Goddess. woman shit. Like look Goddess. at any, look at a, any Adam Sandler movie and the girls he manages to get within that. Like it's just, it's that's the weird Hollywood male comedy thing. Mm-hmm. It's what I strive for. It's what I'm hoping for. This is what Hollywood has taught me. Hollywood has taught you to only accept a woman that looks like Rachel McAdams and is also a Eurovision winner. Yeah, if I'm funny enough, that is what will happen. That's what I've been told by Hollywood, and I believe every word. Pity you're not funny then. Ah! 
cuts right through my heart. <laughs> um, okay, so then wait, okay, so now they're at the two for me, and then they're talking about how Fire Saga is going to play at the captain's retirement ball thing, yeah. captain's retirement party, and then what's his name again? Shouty man, Johan. Johan's. I think it's Johan's. Comes. And he shouts at Lars. He's like, your father is ashamed of you! <laughs> That's where that exchange goes on. Um, uh, he's like, of course I'm going to the vault. There's nothing to do in this goddamn town. <laughs> um, and then there is a joke at that point after the kind of exchange you mentioned before between Secret and Lars. Um, and Lars is like, my father is ashamed of me. I'm a disaster. Uh, I'm going to be homeless. And she goes, at least it's in our beautiful Husevik. And these two massive whales come up. And they just, like, jump up and kind of crash down. Um, and he's like, yeah, I guess. And I think, I think that's, like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I, like, my musical act, like my, 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 like, my pop star connections, maybe my Icelandic ones aren't there either. But, like, I imagine if you're from Iceland and you're from these kind of remote towns, this is, like... Just halet, like this is just so funny shit. Like I don't know. I imagine if it was like mm-hmm. the same as I don't know the middle of I don't know county from Ireland that's not Dublin because I'm ignorant. Uh, like imagine this from there. <laughs> if there was someone from somewhere there somewhere outside the pale. Yeah, anywhere outside the pale. I wasn't gonna name names because realistically I don't know them because what's more important than Dublin? And <laughs> it's like I'm, I, I imagine if they would just be like it. It, it kind of gets the whole small town vibe. Like there's nothing to fucking do here. Of course, go to the thing that's on tonight. Yeah. Exactly. I thought it'd be so funny. Like, can you imagine if that was in Ireland? Instead of the two whales jumping up, it'd be like, in our beautiful Connemara. <laughs> and you just see two leprechauns sleep up or some shit like this. It's like, good day, good day. Well, actually, they, 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 there, um, is a, there is a sort of that, that sort of mystic element to this movie as well. With um, mm-hmm, There with, is. With, oh, God, we will get to this because that is honestly one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Like I said earlier, it's, it's the single-handedly greatest callback of any any comedy movie, in my opinion. It's just... Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, they play this They play this gig where uh, Will Ferrell's... Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams' fire saga is, like, performing in front of the town. Uh, Rachel McAdams does a horrific job. A horrific job of pretending to play the bass guitar. I don't know if you saw... Like, she is strumming it like a guitar. It's just... It, I was just watching this, like, oh my god. Just to look at a guitar, like a bass player, and, like... Anyway, that pissed me off. Yeah. But once I got over that and they sang Happy, which I was just like, what year is this again? Um, but Farrell's not a great But song. I think that's accurate because that's definitely the kind of songs that Fire ah, Saga would have been singing. Yeah. No, no, true. I was just, you yeah. Know, like, it just, it's just too recent enough. It's like, it's too mm-hmm. recent enough for it to be trying to be like a reference, but it's like too mm-hmm. old to be a, like a valid reference. That's what I got. But then, mm-hmm. then they tried to do anyway their Eurovision song, Double Trouble, and we were all getting excited and to hear it. And everyone's like, no, yeah, yeah, ding dong. Which is, okay, maybe Viking, Volcano Man is not the best song of the last decade because I think Yeah, yeah, ding dong actually is the greatest song. It is the filthiest Oh my song. God, it's, when you read the lyrics. It's so filthy. It's legitimately about getting an erection. That's what the song is about. Like, if you actually hear it, it's like, my love for you is growing wide and long. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. I swell and, and burst when I see what we become. Uh, oh, no, yeah. It's like, come, I uh, want yeah, your yeah, love uh, all over me. <laughs> oh, love expands <laughs> when I'm with you all over the Milky Way. Yeah. I want to open up to you yeah. all day, all day. Oh, that's Rachel McAdams' part. So, yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> It's a very filthy song. But it also sounds like all those songs, like the German drinking songs, 
like have you ever been to like an Oktoberfest tent and they have all these weird songs okay well at these tents they have all these weird songs and this sounds like all those weird songs where you have everyone kind of jump up and start to like clap and sing I thought it was very funny but yeah I love Yeah Yeah Ding Dong and then they go outside because Will Ferrell can't take this shit anymore it's like this much shit I can take this much (laughs) shit but this is up here like I can Um, take this much shit but this is up here and then she's like it's a lot of shit it's a lot of shit. And he's like, shit! And then they pan out and there's like an iceberg breaking oh, off <laughs> part of Iceland. And he's like, shit! Um, but then Rachel McAdams introduces for the first time the notion of the elves. Oh, my And God. she's like, I went to the lava fields last night and I asked the elves to help us. And he's like, no, you know I don't believe in these elves. Um, but a lot of Iceland do believe in elves. Like to the point that motorways have not been built because they go through elf fields and um they vetoed it because the elves will like well you don't want to fuck with the elves if this movie tells you anything do not fuck with icelandic elves oh uh, i i will talk about it <laughs> but my god it's the best fucking thing in the world um it's the best thing in the world it's the best it's it's honestly one of the funniest jokes in the world. because because this is what's great about it is because there's so much there's so many things in this movie where it's just them being really quirky for the sake of being quirky and you just think this yeah. is one of those weird things again and Sigrid's yeah. just like has all these superstitions she's just like going and she's bringing them whiskey and biscuits yeah and you and... just think it's just oh look at her being a, like a quirky Icelandic kind of character and that's what you're made to believe for the whole movie and then anyway we'll talk about it later on but it's basically um, so this is so then they then they is this so then there's a scene where they introduce Oh, this is where they. So this then they, they go. They, they, they get accepted to do the. Um... So they yeah they pan to like the Icelandic jury, which are deciding the entries for the Icelandic song contest, which is like Sonvekempin or something. I don't know what it is. It's some Icelandic name for song contest. Um, and they've decided before the contest that Katiana Katiana is going to win. Debbie Lovato. Uh, Demi Lovato is going to win because they were like, this is the greatest entry we've ever had. So then they're like, oh, but we only have 11 entries and we need 12 entries to have the song contest. And he just like throws the box over. He's like, just pick one. He's like, is that fair? He's like, well, Katiana's going to win anyway, so it doesn't even matter. And that's when Fire Saga get like random. They don't even get Mm. into the song contest. They get randomly selected out of a box to get into the song contest. Mm. But then it pans back to Lars, who's losing his shit now because he's in. He's like, wait a minute, we're in, we're in. <laughs> and he's like running around the town and he starts ringing like the emergency bell. kind of warning emergency bell in the town. And he gets arrested. And then there's a very funny it's, exchange yeah. in the police station where it's like, you know that this bell is only for life and death emergencies and he's like well i could argue that this town is near death (laughs) this is our only chance at life (laughs) (laughs) this song contest is our only chance at life um and then there's be a cool guy it's just like uh, like, hey be a cool guy and then will ferrell joins in on that and then and they eventually let him out uh, it's yeah, really, I, I, like, don't don't tell me I'm a cool guy. <laughs> you need to be with someone like what's his face because, you know, Lars is a weird guy. Yeah, it's... Lars is everyone thinks Lars is a loser. <laughs> He's like your brother went to school backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. See, I told you I know most of this movie. Yeah. Like okay, so Alice, I'm just, definitely just messing up the thing. words. Alice, Alice, like before this started, Alice, like Gary, I just want to let you know that I haven't watched this recently. And I was like, oh, back yeah. of my head, I was like, okay, well, I, I, I watched it like last night. I know. And she goes, 
Yeah, like I think it was last week I watched this, and I was like, Alice, that is recently. Because you, what was your ballpark figure for having seen this again? I probably like forty-five times. So I, I, I will realize I'm butchering some of the lines, but I like get most of the concept yeah. of the movie like off by heart. Maybe it was even more than a week ago. It might have been like three weeks ago that I watched this. Very um, don't know this. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know anymore in COVID. Right, let's like, head, let's head to time. the uh, Icelandic section or the Icelandic Icelandic picking. song contest. We got the Viking okay. guy who is like really high pitched voice, so but um, just dressed as a <laughs> Viking. Um, then we, then we've also got, so basically, yeah, so they're, they're all getting excited. Um, we see them backstage. We see moments where like Sigrid is kind of like falling for Will Ferrell, but like he's not kind of reciprocating that. Sigrid goes on stage and like is killing it. Um, whereas Will Ferrell just decides to leave the dressing room at some point to check no, on the lights. No, first. Oh. No, that's not how it happens. They're getting, Will Ferrell comes in with his shakers. Because he he's trying to get his biceps open. <laughs> Alice, I was just more so trying to avoid going through everything. So this wasn't three hours long. <laughs> well, first he comes in like this. And then he starts shoving the teddy bear down his crotch a, to make his ding dong look teddy bigger. bear? It's a teddy oh, bear. Oh, God. Yeah, it's weirder. Um, and then Sigrid is like, oh, what are you doing? Like, ooh, I should, maybe I should do the same. I'll make a classic camel. And then uh, Lars looks in the mirror and starts panicking because he's, like, imagining his father being like, I'm so ashamed of you, yeah. bloody, bloody, blah. So he runs out to check on the lights and he goes up to the light guy and the light guy's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I just need to check the lights. And um, Katiana is on stage and he's like, aren't you on after Katiana? He's like, shit! And he runs back down, but he gets locked out. So now Sigrid's being pushed onto the stage. She's like, no, 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 I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Because her whole thing is like, she is the like stage shy person yeah. like she gets stage fright so she needs will ferrell to be there and then will ferrell's like damn it so he like runs back up to the lights people and then starts to like try climb down through the audience but his teddy bear is like hitting people <laughs> in the face and at one point he goes yes it's real deal with it <laughs> and he gets onto the stage eventually and he's like please stop the music stop the music as he's like putting on his big fluffy boots but they continue and Double Trouble is actually not a bad song like I think everyone's kind of like oh not a bad song yeah. but at one point the wings come down like this harness and then they, they clip into the wings into. yeah and they have to clip into the wings and then they get pulled up and they kind of do the rest of their little dancey thing um, and it's all going well until Will Ferrell's harness breaks and then he's like hanging halfway on he's still trying to sing but he's like very much like falling out of the harness and the whole time it's like flicking back and forth to the bar in ice in like oh yeah yeah, yeah. where where, where, um, where they performed like the gig the other night but like that's where like all mm-hmm. the town is kind of yeah and they're watching it and then eventually Will Ferrell like falls and like splats on the ground and everyone starts laughing and he starts Pierce freaking Brosnan's out because like flashbacks being like fuck this yeah Pierce Brosnan's like look at this hot woman I'm with and now I've got to you know got to deal with this I'm probably not getting laid tonight anymore but I'm Pierce Brosnan so I probably am um, but then he's flashbacks to like his ABBA days when he was a little kid and everyone was laughing at him so he's very sad and then he is sitting and crying on a bench um and this is so fucking funny because before this, when they got into the song contest, Sigrid went back to the elf fields, the lava fields, and gave the elves a little bottle of whiskey and some biscuits and asked if, you know, they were so nice. They got them into the Icelandic competition, but if they could just maybe help them get into Eurovision, that would be amazing. And also 
she'd like a baby, but they can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, so then they're sitting, Lars is sitting on a bench crying and Sigrid comes out because they'd been so excited because after the competition, there was a boat party. Yeah. And they were so excited about the boat party, but then obviously Lars is so devastated that he fell and embarrassed himself. Um, and Sigrid comes out and she's like talking with him and Lars is like, why do you stand by me, Sigrid? And she was like, well, because you're the best. Because uh, I'm obviously very in love with you and you don't realize this. Yeah. And then... The boat explodes. With all with all and like all these Eurovision acts now, just like all of the Eurovision acts from Iceland on the boat. Like all of the top Icelandic talent for Eurovision were on that boat and it explodes. And then like they get hit with like pieces of the boat and like arms of people, particularly Katiana's arm. And they're like, Oh my god, all of Iceland's top talent was on that boat. And then it kind of sinks in and they're like all of Iceland. All of Iceland. <laughs> Dark Island was on that boat. We're in. We're in. And they get really excited. And then Sigurd's like, oh, the elves, they went too far this time. And that's just, that's and just Rachel McAdams just selling it so, so well. Um, and uh, any sort of moments like that, even even Will Ferrell in this scene when the two of them are laughing and um, they're like trying to laugh but also be upset because they're clearly excited that it's going to be them uh, going into this but mm-hmm. like they also have to like you know be you know oh no people are dead and um, this uh, this is where also I really love the editing of this movie because it cuts right to after this if I remember correctly like the boardroom to the jury to the jury who, yeah. are, who had previously discussed um, you know who this gets in this is a disaster yeah they're all like they're, and then they kind of come to the realisation oh my god okay officially Fire Saga will be like representing Iceland at the Eurovision this year um, like no you one, can't one do this like, I hate them they're all disgusting people but we have no choice and they're saying all these horrible things about them and then the camera just pans over to like Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams who've been standing here for the whole time and they're like so we're in. And they're like smiling. So we're in, yeah? And they're so, yeah, they're like so excited. They're like, so we're in, yeah? And the whole time they've just been like, these guys are an embarrassment to Iceland. Oh, because we forgot to say, oh. there is one part, that very important I'm- part that we forgot to say. In the jury, there was also an Icelandic banker present who is played by Mikkel He's the, he, he's like, he's the, oh, he's the like repairman or something. He's like the plumber from Sex Education. I don't know if you watch Sex Education. He's in that, yeah. he's great. I don't watch it's that, really but good. he's... Oh, yeah, I do watch that. Yeah, I did watch that. He's very good. But it's him. He's like the Icelandic bank Why is he on the jury for the Eurovision? That's what I just kept thinking. Well, he's on the jury. Be- well, he's not on the jury. He's on the organizing committee yeah. because it's very financially expensive to have the Eurovision as he stresses. And he's like, you know, maybe having Eurovision in Iceland would bankrupt our country. And they're all like, no, but it's for the greater good of Iceland. Yeah. He's like... Then they start attacking him, being like, you ruined us in 2008. Like, you bankers ruined us. Um, but the whole time, he's, like, present. And he gets really excited by Fag... He's the only person that's happy Fire Saga is yeah. in. Because he's like, yes, we won't win anymore. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so so after this then, I think they, they head off to Edinburgh, which is where the, where the contest is taking place, uh, which doesn't make sense. Uh, for, for, which would never happen. Was, that would that would mean the UK would have to have won the Eurovision. Exactly. Uh, and, and it's great because you, you. And that's why it would never happen. Because <laughs> uh, and you made a you made a good point earlier about how everyone kind of gets a slagging in this. Um, I, I there was one quote in this I really enjoyed, uh, where I think it's at that party later on, that Eurovision party later on, and someone's like, uh, 
So someone, uh, someone's like, oh, they're someone from the UK. And he goes, but don't worry, everyone hates them. So zero points for them or something like that. Yeah, which is zero, just like... Zero points. Zero po- which I just love because like they never fucking get points. And that's what I mean, right? Someone clearly yeah. had to have like been watching Eurovision like for a number of years to like be able to put that joke into it. Um, so yeah, there's no way that would happen in that. But also the stadium they use because... Is like it's basically a stadium in Glasgow, but they shoot it in Edinburgh, and they're like, "Just take me over to that stadium, would you?" And though it's like probably a two-hour drive, I don't know how long. Um, but yeah, Edinburgh's lovely. It's like a beautiful city as well. So like again, we go from like beautiful. the nice scenic views of Iceland to like lovely Edinburgh. They're, city, old city views of Edinburgh, and they're driving around. Driving, having a great time. I I love the scene where they're outside of a pub and it's, it's only for like a second and Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams are having like a pint and he goes and he's like leaning back in his chair he's like yeah we're, we're representing uh, we're representing your, uh, Iceland at the Eurovision now Eurovision we fire saga big acts over here we fire saga which just goes to show A how little regular people kind of care about the Eurovision but B also about like how much this means to him and how he thinks he is like hot shit right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know that that song like the like kind of montage of them going through edinburgh like on the segway stuff that song is by a eurovision that the guy playing on the piano like the busker yeah. he was a eurovision winner i think he was portugal or sobral i looked into this well because he, he was like the right? first person i was like this guy looks familiar and well not familiar he looks fa- he doesn't look like an extra and he looks too talented and he must have something but yeah he was a winner with portugal um which was the one so yeah, so I think like that, yeah, so when yeah, so what about the year after? Sorry, and so it's yeah, because it's funny because so Will Ferrell went to the twenty eighteen one, and that was in Portugal, and that was because this guy won. So, so obviously he must have seen twenty seventeen. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, it's funny. So he apparently they were really happy with his cameo, and apparently then he they asked him to come back and do another scene, uh, but he wouldn't. Uh, but he'd actually have some dialogue because this character doesn't have any dialogue, and he refused because he said it's not my contract. I don't have to come and do it. And apparently Will Ferrell was very disgusted and pissed off about it. So there you go. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. But yeah, so then they go and they have the first rehearsal, and Secret goes on stage and she's no idea what's happening in the first rehearsal and Will Ferrell has made all these plans with Kevin Swain who's a fantastic character so he's like he's like a coordinator he's like the he's like a choreographer and like the whole thing he like he, he has worked the Icelandic kind of jury have sent him over to like make their act bigger and better um, better and it's great because he he kind of has a he's like is it before this or after this we meet Dan Stevens so I don't. I don't want to skip over to after. after. Okay, cool. It's so after. yeah. So like, it, it, oh no! I think it's it's just before. Oh, because we see Dan because Stevens he's on, on stage when they're waiting. He's doing Line of Love, and Seagrass like, wow, his voice is so powerful. Um. Yeah. So that's where we meet him, and then because I don't think they have any interactions, Kevin Swain and Dan Stevens in this part of the movie. They have a look. They have a look. There's a look. They There's look at look. each other. Um. So so Kevin Swain and Will Ferrell are kind of like planning it all out and. Is this where, is there backup dancers at this bit? I can't remember what chat what happens at this. There's there are backup dancers that start dancing around Secret, and she's like, "Oh, what are we doing?" And the choreographer comes up to her, is like, "Look at you, you giant rice grain." Oh, like, I have it here. I wrote it down. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, are your feet sad? Why are you looking like a sad piece of rice? <laughs> yeah, that was I really it. enjoyed that. It's so funny. I was like, yes, um, yes. And I think is it after this as well? Then we'll, she's talking about. Um, she, yeah, she's talking about Dan Stevens' character and he's like, uh, you gotta watch out for that guy, he is a sex player. 
Oh, he's a sex player. Oh, yes, definitely a sex player. But then they go into the... Maybe there's something in between, but the next big thing is they go into the recording studio. Oh, is the party to, like, not practice? Nice? No, because okay. they get invited to the party in the recording Fair. studio. Oh, yes. So, I just don't have any notes so they of the go recording into... studio, that's why. <laughs> well, did you not like the... <sighs> oh, yeah, the, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, like, they go into the recording studio, and there's this new K-pop guy in who's helping them remix the song. Um... And Secret's like, what is happening? Like, she's trying to sing along, and Lars is like, are you okay? You're not singing very well. And she's like, I don't know what I'm singing anymore. And there's this K-pop guy sitting in the corner who's like, you've got to do this. This is fresh, yo. With the bish. Yeah. Bro, flow, slow. And he's, like, very funny in his delivery thing. Um, and then Dan Stevens's character, Alexander Lemtoff, comes in. And he's like, oh, I thought you guys were finished. And Will Ferrell's like, oh, we're basically finished now anyway, you know. And he's like looking at Secret. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm having this party uh, tonight if you want to come. And um, Will Ferrell's character is like, no, we're busy. We have to practice. You know, we have so much to do. And um, then Secret's like, oh. And then Lemtoff is like, well, you know, all of the greatest Eurovision stars are going to be there. And he's like, well, if that's the case, then we will also be there because we are great Eurovision stars, too. And, like, it's really the whole movie, Will Ferrell's very insecure that he's not a great yeah. Eurovision star. So if a great Eurovision star is doing something, he should also be doing it. So that's how they get to the party. But after Lemtoff leaves, they're discussing about how he's a sex that's player. Insane. And it just pans to the K-pop guy. And the K-pop is like... Yes, it's like, and he like does like a foot long kind of indication of his penis, like it's this big, and Secret's like, yeah, I have that. He definitely has a very large penis, <laughs> and it's just so funny. And then they show up at the castle, uh, and like an Uber, party. and like, <laughs> and yeah, there's all these like, and like an Uber sports. and this black tie party, yeah. and it's great. It's it's it. This is where the movie sometimes kind of takes the piss. I think with with, with the Eurovision and that like the. Act, like making it seem like this, it's a bigger like celebrity pool of talent that kind of attend this every year and it's just like I doubt it that's, maybe it is I don't know but I have to ask my I have maybe. to ask my musical connections if this is the case uh, but it's 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 this whole thing of like there's this big party and like like you said there's all these ex-Eurovision acts here and uh, they this is where like and the statues the statues yeah there's these like Greek statues when they walk in and what what is the name of Dan Stevens' they have massive penises the name Alexander Lemtov. Alexander, I'm gonna say Alexander. So Alexander's like, yeah, do you like the statues? They're from Greece. No, Lemtov. You have to call him Lemtov. Lemtov. Jesus Christ, Lem- Alexander Dan Stevens Lemtov. Basically, greets them when they yeah. come in, and he's just like, oh, do you like my statues? And they're like, yeah, the penises are quite long. And what's? I, I, I didn't know they were like this. And he goes, yeah, we just found them in Greece, and they were like, hey, you're you're is that not your face on the statues? Wait, their face is very like. <laughs> Your face. And then he's like, he's like oh, oh, good point. Yes. Anyway, so we'll head on over here. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, so he good. introduces Will Ferrell to uh, the participant from Greece, uh, Mita. Is that her name? Mita. Mita, Mita. Mita, Mita. And, Mita, Mita. And, and like, uh, she kind of goes off with Will, and then like Dan Stephen kind of lures away Sigrid. Again, she's walking away with the two champagne glasses. Uh, very tall champagne glasses, I think. That's... No. She does. She likes the tall stems. Yeah. She's obsessed with like the stems on champagne glasses as well. Um, and so, like, there's that whole like 
chemistry between again Will Ferrell punching again in this movie uh, I, I, I don't really understand why because I thought the whole idea was that Lemtop had kind of like put Mita on him to kind of distract him but then it turns out that he, yeah. Mita is actually attracted to Will Ferrell's character it would it makes sense that he's got good genes being Will Ferrell's son I suppose not Will yeah. Ferrell's Pierce Brosnan's son I, mean, I suppose um, but I guess, like, he starts talking about how, like, he has to win the Eurovision Song Contest because he has to make his very attractive father proud yeah. for the first time. And then Mita's like, oh, you know, that's kind of sexy. Yeah. I like you now. Um, but the other weird thing is the whole time people are very confused as to whether Lemtoff is in love with Secret, Like, whether he's trying to, like, steal Secret. And you do see, like, there's a brief interaction again with um, Kevin Swain yeah. and Lemtoff here. Where, like, they brush cheeks. He's like, oh, you shaved your cheek? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Um, and he looks at Secret. He's like, oh, look at you, you fleshy disco ball. <laughs> and then, like, walks away. I'm like, there's just, that's the interaction. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's unclear as to whether Lemtoff has, like, evil notions here. Like, that he's trying to, like, sabotage them. Um, but it it it's not obvious that that's what he's yeah. doing, I think. He definitely wants to try and get secret to himself but we just don't know why that's yes. the case um exactly because how this, oh no before this night ends sorry why would i dare try and skip over the both cringiest song but along. yet somehow best part of this movie have you never been to a song along gary do i do do i strike have you, you the, never been to a do song I strike along? you as the person a song along do I stri- <laughs> like if i saw that shit happening and i just i'd leave if i saw if i was at a gaff party and people all of us not only started singing, but like no matter how, how but not only not only that singing, but like with one person like singing a bit of a song, and then someone else coming in with another part of a song, like choreography, like like you know rehearsed, but then also having like Very but then like having eight in. individuals in the middle of the room singing together. I could not leave that well, room, quicker. and everyone else just kind of being like this. Could not leave that like, room hey. quicker. <laughs> couldn't but i think that mashup is so good it's good i do like it i just i just i uh, my experience would be if i was attending that song along but like again if i knew that was happening fine if that was just people at a party i was at i'd be gone i think if you're at a eurovision party, i suppose you should probably yeah, expect fair. some that's shit fair. like that's this fair. Yeah. um but this is basically where they just do all the eurovision cameos yeah. and i have a list of them here but so, i either won't be able to pronounce their name or know who they are but i can tell you them if you know so I, the first two, I I didn't know them as much. But then the third guy who sings is France. I know he's from France. There's a Jesse Matador um, from France, 2010. Eurovision. I think that's cool. him. That's the guy with the long hair. Te- I, I, I found this list online. I didn't know. There's there's John Ludwig from Sweden, 2019. There's Yeah, he's the first guy. Oh, maybe this is done in order then. Oh, no, hold on. Then there's Anna O. o- Dopesku from Malta. There's Anna from Moldova 2019. Yeah. Then there's Bilal Hassani from France 2019. That's, um, that's number three. And then three. here's the one I recognise because her song is the best, one of the best Eurovision songs of all time, if I do say this myself. It's Lorene who won with Sweden yeah, in 20, Lorraine. Lorraine who won in, 20, in 2012 for Sweden. Well, maybe it is Lorene. I don't know. It was I the song Euphoria, which is a great song. And um, then yeah. there's Jesse, there's Jesse Matador yeah. from France 2010. Then I recognise this guy, Alexander Ryback, who won in, oh my God. So he won in 2009 for Norway, but also represented them again in 2018. Didn't know that. And didn't win. And, uh, and he didn't win the second time. because he was so... How was, awkward if you win That's once. just not, yeah, just don't do it. Just don't, oh no, who was, yeah. did Johnny Logan win? twice 
Someone, one of the Irish persons won twice, I think, maybe. I don't know. Oh, some woman won twice uh, for Ireland. That was back when it was done We were just it killing more it. By, Wait, what was it done more by? It was done more by, like, an actual song contest. Like, it wasn't just a popular vote contest. It was, like, a jury. Oh, was there not a public pick. vote when we were winning back in the day? Oh, I thought there was. No. I, it was, uh, it was uh, yeah, that's why Johnny I... Logan's won it twice. So Dana and Johnny Logan have won it twice. No, so Dana, Johnny Logan's won it twice, Linda Martin, Neve Kavanagh, and Paul Harrington and Charlie McGettig. No, this list is going on far too long. We've won a lot. We've won five. We've won a lot. We... We've won a lot, yeah. That's a lot. Uh, who? Have we... So, so D- Dana won in 1970 with all kinds of everything Johnny Logan won in 1980 with What's Another Year Johnny Logan won again in 1987 with Hold Me Now great song then Neve Kavanagh won in 92 with Why Me 93 was sorry Linda Martin was Why Me in 92 Neve Kavanagh was 93 in for In Your Eyes and then Paul Harrington and Charlie McGettigan was Rock and Roll Kids in 94 and then it was Emer Quinn in 96 so what I'm trying to get at right now Alice and I want you to fucking tell me this. How come in a Eurovision sing-along gaff party, how come, and tell there me now, no why is there no Johnny Logan? Why is there no Dana? Why is there no Neve Kavanagh? Why is there no Linda Martin? And especially why is there no Emer Quinn? That's what I want to fucking know. You know what? I reckon the real question is why is there no dust in the turkey? Uh, probably co- contract <laughs> demands. He was clearly asking for too high of a too high of a salary. for Yeah. Um, like I'm very glad they didn't bring Jedward in because I am so. I would have liked Jedward in it. I would have liked to see some Irish representation in it, but they were clearly going for um, good singers. But okay, wait, hold on. So then, where are we now? We're in the song along. So then it's Lorraine, and then it pans out, and there's a female singer and Conchita first. So Jamal, it could have been Jamal singers. who Jamala who won for Ukraine in 2016, perhaps. Oh no, then there's Alina been. from Estonia 2018. Then there's Conchita from Austria 2014. Uh, and yeah. then there's Netta. And then there's Israeli. Yeah, Netta Barzilia from 2018. So those mm-hmm. are all the people that show up mm-hmm. from Eurovision whose names I butchered and I apologize deeply for. Yeah, but there, so it's very good. It's very well done. Yeah. And then, so then that's kind of the best part of the party. And then at the end of the party, um, they're like, oh, we should go keep dancing. And Secret's like, yeah, I love dancing. We love to dance. And then um, Will Ferrell's like, no, we've got to go back. But he's like, you go have fun, Secret. So Secret goes off with Lemtoff and Will Ferrell goes off with Mita. No, he doesn't. And they go home. He goes... No, they like... She like she like shudders uh, him yeah. away. Like, she'd be like, let Secret have fun. And then he goes back to his hotel room by himself. And then he hears knocking on the door. He's like, oh, Secret must have forgotten her keys. And he like lets... Opens the door, but it's Mita. And she like pounces on him. He goes, oh... I can't uh, it, says, it, says it says something she like, grabs yeah, something. he grabs his balls or something like that. And he's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, my balls! Yeah. Or something like this. Um, and then Secret's like dancing with Lemtov in the club. And Lemtov is being classic creepy Russian. He's like, you're very sexy kind of thing. Like, weird. Um, and then she wakes up the next morning in Lemtov's bed. And Lemtov has like braided her hair. Yeah. And she's like, wow this is really good did it take you very long he's like no just six hours <laughs> like <laughs> um and she's like oh no did we sleep together he's like no i'm a nice guy i would not do this um and again she double fists the water oh does she i, I completely miss this element of the, of the movie 
Um, yeah. So then after this, then is, it, is she heads back to the apartment or the hotel, and, and she, she catches, catches Will Ferrell with Mita. Will Ferrell with Mita, and she's like, "I know rotting shark meat when I smell it." <laughs> um, and they, that's at the rehearsal the next day. Well, this, there's another. There's a great line in this. Uh, I enjoy which uh, Secret says to Will Ferrell. I think it's in this scene. I have this somewhere. I have it in my notes. Perhaps. Per, per, oh no, this is sorry. It's at the rehearsals next day. Sorry. Yeah, because then, so it kind of cuts off that scene. They're both basically like, shit. And then it goes to the rehearsals. And Secret's pissed off at Will Ferrell and starts like ripping up the costume. Yeah. And this is where she has the line where it's, he's, she's like, oh, you never, we, you don't see me. And she's, and he's like, I see you every day. And she's like, no, you don't. And there was just such like, like, I can't, just emotion behind it's that. It's very powerful. Yeah. Isn't it? It's really like, holy shit. Like, she's kind of had it with Will Ferrell, just completely like overlooking her. Um, mm. because like throughout this whole movie it's been a whole thing of like this is Will Ferrell's dream and it's kind of like this is what he wants to do and he wants to do it this way And but she's very talented and that's something that you know uh, Lemtoff kind of like keeps hinting at and that's another element that we're not too sure whether they want to sleep together or whether she, uh, Lemtoff wants to break them up or whether he's trying to like become just musically um, break them up yeah or become like what you call it a musical partner with Sigrid because mm-hmm. she's got a great voice he's got a great voice what if they went together um, so we don't really know what's going on but like there's this whole thing about a spirit note as well that his her mother Spjord is note. always saying spirit note uh, I just said spirit note because I didn't know how to fucking spell it and it's this whole thing of like when you sing what you sing what your heart from the means, heart blah blah blah, yeah. blah 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 you this um, so there's a whole thing about how she is like the proper talent behind it and it's really just Will Ferrell's dream so there's this scene it's that scene where she kind of you know goes off at him it's so emotional because she's just like I am doing all this for you and you're kind of fucking like you know see me which I thought was great I think I think it's also interesting because like Lemtov clearly at the end we realize he doesn't he's not sexually attracted to Sigrid it's really just that like he's musically attracted to Mm. Sigrid and it kind of plays on that whole thing of like these people are so obsessed with the music that like that's the number one thing because there is an exchange earlier in the movie between Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams where Rachel's like about to kiss him and he's like no we can't you know this ruins bands like you know Simone Simon and Garfunkel Garfunkel. yeah 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 Yeah, that's that scene scene on the bench yeah Um, and it's like they're so obsessed with the music that nothing can come close to like if it will fuck up the music but then what happens so this is where this is where both this time watching it and the last time I watched this and I uh, for anyone looking at the episode time right now I do apologise this has only been an an hour into the movie. And we are also an hour into the podcast. But this is what bothers me about that this is where the pacing I just think goes off the rails where I'm just like mm-hmm. there's an hour left but I guarantee my notes it's predominantly the first hour and then the next hour it's very sparse. So I'm just mm-hmm. like I just find the pacing for this whole second half what I would have liked to see maybe perhaps is cut out the qualification element just let's say they get through to Eurovision for the sake of it. Like the fact that they have to go through three, they have to go through three finals to get there, and I feel like there's this whole like you know trend of like it's even like Blades of Glory where it's like another Will Ferrell movie about like a competition where you get through to the final, but then there's a fallout and you know. Did you try and mansplain Blades of Glory there to me as though I don't know what that movie is? It's almost as if I'm not to you. It's to people listening. (laughs) I'm I'm speaking to the third person here. I'm allowed. I'll allow it. don't ever think that I'm I, pretty like, sure I, I'm pretty sure we watched Blades of Glory together multiple statistically, times statistically yes 
Um, but it's um, there's this whole thing of like there's the whole band fallout after uh, after an event, but that happens twice in this movie. Do you know what I mean? It happens after the the rehearsals for the semi-final and then it happens after the semi-final I'm just like cut one of those out it just it kind of goes in like auto I this is where I kind of fall out of love with the movie just because of the pacing of it like it could have been 20 minutes shorter uh, mm-hmm. because of I it, don't but... think we needed all the rehearsals I think the rehearsals could have been yes. cut out because well, honestly I, I, the semi-final was so fucking funny well see like, I like I like the rehearsals because it kind of does a great job of being like Will Ferrell is kind of pushing Secret's buttons because he is just so desperate for this to win but and but yet he's kind of making a bastardized version of the song they kind of came up with. So I kind of like that element of it. But yeah, maybe they could have cut that out or shown it a different way. The semi-final yeah. though, I I can't remember if it's this one or the final, but where we see all the other Eurovision acts before mm-hmm. they go on. Oh, I. We think definitely we. It's maybe the final. I but we don't definitely think see the, this is the final. We, yeah. We definitely see the Lordy act in this because I have it in my notes. The Lordy ripoff is great. Do you remember the people from Finland who won in like? The people in the oh, like monster yeah, makeup yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. There's like a version of that them in this movie as well, which is why I was like, yeah. this is great. I love that. Uh, and then also there is a scene before this where he, Will Ferrell's at a fountain and these Americans come and we see Will Ferrell just ripping into Americans. And I love some of that shit. That was my that was other bit. Go find a Starbucks. This. And he goes, oh, just smell, smell for the pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> um... But actually, no, maybe it is mine. Actually, I was just sorry, just to go back to about whether the other acts are in this. Because I have here the production for the other acts is fantastic. Because mm-hmm. all the other acts, they're not on stage for like, they're maybe on stage for like 10, 15 seconds. But there's full choreography, costume, dancer. Everything is there for these very yeah. small moments. But it's just, it, it just makes you really draw you in that you're actually watching a version of It really of the looks like the Eurovision. Like that guy, there's one, it's like, it's like a Swedish hip hop group. I don't know even what yeah. the song is, but that's like a real kind of style of Eurovision song. But they have in like Fire Saga now go back to the original song because Secret's like I don't want to do the new song, I want the old yeah. song. But they still keep the big production. So Rachel McAdams now has like this really long scarf that they're so excited about because they like anything that's like excessively large, like yeah. excessively long or excessively tall. And Will Ferrell has a hamster wheel. Yeah, that is a reference to Eurovision where there was a hamster wheel. Like, have you ever seen Fuck the off. kind of skit? There was a skit that was made. I think when when Lorraine won or Lorraine won, and that went to Sweden. When Sweden, you have like a halftime show in Eurovision as well. For those who don't know Eurovision, where the country host events, like they kind of do their own songs, and like usually the previous winner comes back and does a song. But in Sweden's one, they did the the two presenters did like a skit on like how to write the perfect eurovision song and there's a lot of references to like the man in the hamster wheel kind of more tricks Ah, in the hamster wheel um so that's what i'm saying there are a lot of easter eggs for eurovision fans in this movie um but the disaster happens when they're going through the song and you know um it's actually way better way better than anyone was accepted like everyone thought it was actually very good and even um Graham Norton is like, wow, this is a lot better than we were expecting. And then everyone starts seeing it happen where like Secret Scarf is going back towards the hamster wheel and it just gets trapped and she gets like ripped back and chaos ensues and the hamster wheel comes off the rail and their Secret's being dragged along by the hamster wheel and Will Ferrell's like still in the hamster wheel and they basically go off the stage into the audience and they're like, oh. 
and then they crawl out through the hamster wheel and they keep going with the song like they keep yeah. singing and um, this is where i disagree with this movie because i'm like and then the audience is stunned and don't do anything in response to this but yet and then but yeah if, if this i don't know if that was me watching this and people had literally like crashed off the stage in a large hamster wheel after one of them being choked and then proceed to sing they would get the biggest round of applause but they do this well, is the no, thing the it's like they stay there for like two long. seconds well i think that's like for dramatic effect gary i think Ooh. it's that in will ferrell's mind that's how long they were waiting maybe, maybe. but realistically it was like like he stopped and there was silence because everyone's like what the fuck just happened and then he like turns and runs away and they start like really loudly cheering and applauding um, but he doesn't hear that. Yeah. Well, and I then get, he wants as, to go home. As soon as they got back up and started singing again, that, mm-hmm. like, uh, I think you, you yeah, would have okay. just, like, lost yeah, your shit. Been, yeah, there would have yeah. been lots of cops. But he fucked off back to Iceland because he's, he's, like, Yeah, he's I'm so sad. But if there's a really subtle detail... So she is really sad because she's like, you can't leave. Like, I'm going back in there and I'm being a good contestant because I am... Like, I am a contestant here. Like, yeah. I am part of the Eurovision. And he's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm going home. Like, come on, we're going. She's like, no, do this for me. Like, come on, do this one thing for me. And he's like, no. So they get pissed. And then she goes back with Lemtoff, mm-hmm. who's there to support her. Because he's already you, qualified. If you watch um, Will Ferrell's glasses as he walks through the airport, you see Rachel McAdams getting through. Like, well, it's on the, the TV to the left, yeah. isn't it? What's playing on the TV is her getting through to the finals because yeah. suddenly everyone starts giving like Iceland 10 points, Iceland 12 points. Which and pissed Grimmel me off. Like, this pissed me off because they don't do that for the semifinals, if I recall. And I was like, this I is... Bu- they don't do... I, and I found it on IMDb so. as well. They don't do points. They just tell who got through. They just name mm-hmm. 10 names. And I was like, maybe they've changed it in recent years, but I looked it up and then it was all like, blah, apparently... This, I think oh, they this. did it I think they did it because they don't do the points in the final. Like, they don't show us the that's points. Ju- uh, that's actually final. a good point. Yeah. Yep, yep, so I think I, they do I'll it so that, that people that's understand. Fair. Yeah, that's But fair. Yeah. it's really funny because they call... So Czech Republic gives them 10 points or something. And Switzerland is the other one that gives them points. And Graham Norton is like, oh, these Eastern Bloc countries... Yeah giving the points and i watched this in switzerland with friends from the czech republic and they got so pissed off the czech republic was being called eastern Bloc, and they were like what i was like to be fair they're also including switzerland which is very clearly not eastern Bloc." yeah um but, but that's that is such a that. that's such a thing of the eurovision that if a, if a country near another country gives another one high points they're like oh classic you know giving the yeah. neighbor good points and stuff so i guess but that's yeah. what i don't know so then she goes through but Lars has already gone back. We're about to get to your favorite part of the movie, Gary. Lars has gone back to Iceland and he's now with his dad on the boat because he's like, fuck my career. I'm going to be a, going to be a fisherman now. I hate fish. Um, and he sees the little kid who's the drummer in his band. He's like, give up on your dreams now. There's no (laughs) point. Um, and he goes out into the sea and he starts, he, he's doing the fishing and, his dad is kind of slagging him off and eventually Lars snaps and the, he's like, oh, I want it for you to be proud of me kind of thing. And he was like, I was so proud of you. And then the little cute guy, the Icelandic cute guy, like chimes in. He's like, you do know that Iceland are in the final. And he's like, what? what Why didn't you, you tell, tell me? me that before? <laughs> Again, yeah. that's, that's not my 
impression of an Icelandic accent, my impression of Pierce Brosnan's accent in Which this is scene is like, why didn't very... you tell me this before? Yeah, it's so good. What? It has to be very lyrical. I think yeah. it's like a very like, hoodie yeah. hoodie hoodie hoodie. Yeah, it's really like, that is all the like research he did on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Will Ferrell's like, you need to bring me back. And Pierce Brosnan's like, no, We're I not can't. Like, a day efficient. <laughs> exactly. Because you're really good at this. I know the so Pierce Brosnan bits. <laughs> so then Will Ferrell's like, okay, I'm going to fucking swim. And he jumps into the freezing Arctic Ocean. Yeah. Or North Atlantic. I don't actually know which ocean it is. I don't know what side of Iceland it's on. Um, jumps in, in all of his gear. So he would definitely have fucking drowned. But swims back to shore. Yeah. Um, and he comes out and he sees Victor. Victor, who is the Michael, whatever his name is, character. The banker. He sees Victor yeah. and he's like, Victor, can you give me a lift? Like, I just found out that Iceland's in the final. And Victor's like, yeah, sure, hop in. And he's like, before, I just need to stop by the elves. I need to stop by somewhere. He doesn't say the elves, but it turns out it's the elves. And he like goes up to the elves. He's like, hey, you know, I don't believe in you so much. Um, and the whole way Victor's like, I don't understand how X percent of our population still believes in these elves. And um, Will Ferrell's like, yeah, me neither. I don't, but secret, they're very important to her. So he goes up to the elves. He's like, sorry, elves, you know, I just really be gives great them, if you could bloody blah. He gives them, them some something. Biscuits, biscuits. Yeah. And he's like, hey, like, that'd be great. And he's asking them for a favor. And then he goes down and Victor goes out. He's like, I still don't understand how X percent of our population believe in this. And then he goes to kill... We'll Again, this, this this whole banker plot is wild because you're saying this banker like blew up a boat full of people just yeah. so that Iceland wouldn't have to host the Eurovision to then yeah. he tries to like assassinate a Eurovision yeah. like and another one to try and stop him. Yeah. But then the best thing ever Then the best happens. thing. So he's like strangling being, and he's like confessing all of it. He's like, I killed all those people. I blew up the boat. And then he kind of goes, and falls over, and the best part of the whole movie. Oh, so there's a so for, there's a there's a tiny knife in his back. Tiny knife. And it, a tiny knife, and then cinematic mastery happens next. It pans up to the elves' house, and the door closes. Just the door slams shut, and it's not even a zoom shot. We don't see the elves. It's just the no. door closing. Yeah. And it's the greatest payoff to a joke. I, I, and, it's, it's so good. And then, like, Will Ferrell's like, Thank you, Elves! <laughs> yeah, um, I that's, a, that's how I knew it was biscuits, because he goes, Thank you, enjoy the biscuits. Yeah. I'll leave the knife here in case you have to do other murders. Yeah, that was what I said. I'll just leave it here in case you have to do other murders. Yes, thank you, though. And he, like, really, like, gently places this tiny knife, which definitely would not kill a person. Okay? It could have been laced like with this- poison. Could have been laced or poison. Let's not discredit the elves. But he like places this on top of Victor's body and then kind of runs away and flies back to Edinburgh. Um, but that, the like the uh, really it's, quickly, it's, just the elves strutting the door. It's so, it's so funny. Good. It's so fucking good. My God, we're not do even doing it justice. We're not no, doing we're, it justice. I, we're not you doing really half have the to see quotes it. Quotes justice in this, but this scene alone is phenomenal. It's so good. Um, but then he goes back to Edinburgh and then he sees the Americans again. He's like, hi, Americans. Can I have a lift? Thank you so much. Like, bring me to Eurovision. 
and he's like explaining the americans are like oh no we're going to paris like this is a rental he's like no you don't need to go to paris it's a shithole um (laughs) you want to you want to go to eurovision much better and he's like running late so he's trying to convince the americans there's no um speed limits in europe (laughs) Europe, yeah Uh, and then which, this Go. is why I find it really interesting, because just when I mentioned it earlier about us being halfway through, like, the movie, we're now maybe, like, 20, 30 minutes left of the movie, so that was just, like, 30 minutes of just faff. But what I think was really interesting was, have you noticed we're not doing as much, like, mentions of jokes and stuff? Like, the movie stops being a comedy and becomes this real good feel, like, this, this really good, like, feel-good emotional movie, because we have that emotional moment with Will Ferrell and Pierce Brosnan when they talk on the boat about chasing your dreams and stuff. We have that moment where Iceland get through to the semi-final, which is very emotional, because we're kind of seeing how much it means to Sigrid and stuff, mm-hmm. so... This is where the movie, in my opinion, just starts becoming, like, like the heart... Like, so there's the comedy half, and then there's, like, the the heart half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. This is more, like, the emotional part. So yeah. then you have this kind of weird... It's a, a chase scene that isn't a chase scene um, through the streets of Edinburgh with the Americans and Will Ferrell, and he's being hilarious, where he's like, if you don't shut up, I'm going to throw you out in the next <laughs> turn. <laughs> it's that classic and, good, like, threatening Will Ferrell. Like, the, you, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and that's where they're like, is this, like, the voice? And he's like, it's not like the voice, you stupid <laughs> Americans. Um, but he gets there, and um, he goes in, and Secret is about to go on stage. So, during this whole thing we're seeing like snippets of the eurovision entries as well it like cuts back and forth between like the eurovision and then back to will ferrell's kind of life as he goes from iceland back to the contest but he gets there and secret's about to go on stage and he kind of runs on in his fisherman clothes and sits by the piano and somehow this i don't like somehow so you're not allowed to change the song in the eurovision this is a rule you enter a song in the Eurovision and that is your song for the qualifiers like in your country it's the song for your semi-final and it's the song for your final you cannot change it and all the reason I think it is is because all of the lighting cues and everything are done to the song yeah so he starts he decides he's gonna play the song he overheard for about 30 seconds when Secret was in the room and he was they were having a fight. He like heard Secret writing this song, which he thought was about Lemtoff. He's going to play the song, which he heard, yeah, leg- like legit about 30 seconds of, but somehow he has made up the rest of the song to three minutes. Okay, so he's going to start playing this on the piano and Secret starts singing Husavik, which is way better than Double Trouble. Okay, it is. It's yeah. a fantastic song. It's, it's so great. good. Like that gives me goosebumps every time. Now, and this is uh, this is where I just want to... Now, I don't know, and I meant to check, again, theme of this episode, Gary didn't do the right research, but do you know um, the sa- the movie Judas and the Black Messiah? That's that movie. That came out recently? Yeah, so it, it was uh, nominated for Oscar. Daniel Kaluuya yeah. won an Oscar for it. Um, so that, that, that has a song in it called Fight For You. I have never heard it. I don't know what it's about. Is it in the movie or is it in the credits? I don't know. All I know is I'm going to make this statement that this was robbed of best song at the Oscars because I think very rarely these days is a song put in a movie that is good and actually impacts the movie because I, I, didn't, I haven't seen Judas and the Black Messiah so I don't know and I meant to look it up so sorry for any Judas and the Black Messiah fans right now but I'm going to take a bet that that plays over the credits that's because I just know that movie I feel like there's not a song in it for it 
last last year Rocket Man's John uh, Elton John song won for a song that played over the credits. The James Bond songs win for songs that are played that have nothing to do. And with the, the movie. intro, yeah, the intros. I would argue slightly that I they're slightly more deserving because they had like set up the theme and the whole vibe of the movie. But mm-hmm. anyway. The credit, in my opinion, any song that's at the credits of a movie should not be nominated for an Oscar for no. original song. But, but who's this song? This song not only is a great song, but it's actually somewhat a character in this movie because it's literally because it's in that Icelandic. It's, it's in, in English. It's in Iceland. It's Icelandic. It's a song. She's always said at the beginning that she preferred to sing in Icelandic. So this, she finally writes a song that's in Icelandic. She finally is trying to find her like whatever the spirit note or the spjord spjord note. She hits the and she, note. she's stage fright. And for the character to finally write a song and to perform it, and for that song to mean so much, that's an amazing... And the fact that the song is great and can deliver on all that promise... For me, that's the best song of the year. And I, I, mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand these movies get, like getting nominated for songs that are playing in credits. It's bullshit, in my opinion. Yeah. Is it a good song? Yes. The Black Panther... Um, Black Panther won an Oscar for best song. That's a great song. I just don't think, you know... A, a you didn't like that has add anything to, the, to the movie. You can add any song to the movie, mm. and yet, like that. But this, I just think, is such an important part of this the movie. It so does good. such a good job of making the movie delivers the final like harsh bit, like that we mentioned for the for the thing. I just think that's great, and I just I think wonder it should have been recognized. If, if Will Ferrell had not sang, maybe it would have won. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like potentially when he does his like. Stru- uh, oh it's so like, bad it's so bad just let her fucking sing it I t- it's the worst I don't like it but yeah so she sings Husavik which is about Husavik where they're from and at the end of it she hits her Spjorg note and then Will Ferrell's like oh, her Spjorg note and there's kind of this big thing and then at the end of the song Will Ferrell goes up to her and he's like I see you I see you I'm checking you out I'm checking yeah. you out which is the joke they have back and forth throughout the movie and then they finally kiss and everyone erupts and Mita goes over to Lemtov he's like she's like don't worry you know it's fine he's like she's like why you deserve to be happy too and he goes Mother Russia does not think so yeah and, it, so, like, whole... and that's when you realize that he's gay and this is the big thing he was never like interested in secret um he was interested in kevin swain and and Mita's like come to greece with me like we can have fun too um and you think they also get a happy ending which is kind of nice because you realize lemtoff's not a bad guy he's actually a nice guy he just and th- and this was a great part of the movie as well because one, I was not expecting this storyline in this mo- in this mm-hmm. movie of all things. But then you realize this is such an important part of this movie because, like you said, like so many LGBTQ people love the Eurovision, mm-hmm. and it's like to have a character that is that, but actually, you know, has to be somewhat, you know, has to about try and it. pretend he's not, even though he very clearly is. And uh, you can only imagine a lot of people that love the Eurovision. Yeah, a lot of those people in that community have gone through the same like mm-hmm. experience of it, and it, like I just think. That element of the, like after the 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 song and then for that storyline, I was like, oh wow, this movie's great. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good because, I mean, we've we've had to skip a lot because like I genuinely could quote the whole thing. But yeah. one of the other parts that I love of Lemtoff is when him and Sigrid are, um, talking, and he's like, you know, you can come with me. I have Wi-Fi in every room. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could get you Faberge egg, baby tiger. And she's like, I don't like those things, but maybe the tiger. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the whole time he's trying to be really nice to Secret. Like he likes Secret, and 
then it's nice that at the end you realize it's not that he's just like a sexual predator. He's just actually, hmm. he likes Secret as a singer. Um, but yeah, no. And then, so then, then they, it kind they, of they, then they lose the Eurovision because they got to They lose the Eurovision, they get disqualified. And then, then it goes like some time later, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And they're, yeah. they're back it's in like Iceland. flash forward yeah they're playing a gig in the pub again they've got a child um and again secret's I, mom and and uh lars's dad are getting married so they're now step siblings mm-hmm. um and uh, what i also loved about this was um you mentioned earlier actually about how pierce blossom was really nice to um Sigrid when he walks down to the basement that time but then it's revealed later on in the movie that pierce Brosnan has always had a thing for Sigrid's mom but she had never mm-hmm. reciprocated it back which mm-hmm. is a fun parallel to how their kids went on to be but also he mm-hmm. was clearly like oh if i'm nice to Sigrid, maybe he'll tell maybe she'll say it to her mom and she'll yeah. like me then so they eventually get married and um there's this whole do in the, the pub and they were like hey does anyone want to hear the eurovision song again they were like no 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 there's one particular song we want to hear and it's the only song we want to hear yeah yeah ding dong <laughs> And it's just, it's just, uh, it's just, oh, it's, uh, it's just this like feel good ending to the movie. And it's, so funny. it's great. As the credits are kind of coming by, you can see everyone's flag. So you can see like Will Ferrell's from America and Rachel, Rachel McAdams from Canada. I saw the Pierce Brosnan like Ireland and America and I was slightly aggrieved for a bit, but then I realized he's actually lived in America for a long, long time. And I think he's lived, I think he's lived in Amer- either the UK longer than he's lived in Ireland. Our- anyway, I was just happy with the Ireland flag because I was like, I'll take mm-hmm. it, even though it looked slightly we'll like the an Italian flag. flag. I don't it know did. what, my TV was a bit weird. I don't know. I Mine was, was also, I don't know if they kind of just did a very ready orange. Yeah, but, oh my God, how did I forget? How did I forget? There's one more bit of dialogue in this movie between Will Ferrell and a, a crowd of people standing up at the bar. Oh God! Oh my God! We nearly forgot this. So then, the so he's playing the song, and he, they're playing kind of for the parents' wedding, and in the back of the bar, he draws attention to the fact that the American tourists from the car have now come to Iceland because he was making a joke like to the Americans when he left. He was like, "Don't come to Iceland. We don't want you." <laughs> and at the end, he's like, uh, "Goddamn Americans! Like, go back to your home country with your." too high mortgage rates or like what was it do you have the quotes no i don't I, do, I don't have what he was saying but i have what he ends it on he's just like go back to your bad healthcare system and, and just like just keeps listing everything and then he goes <laughs> like uh secret is trying to calm will ferrell down he goes we hate that you're here i hate you i hate your guts and he's just like it's really aggressive and, I, and there's just something i really enjoy about will ferrell as an american just like slating like these yeah. american he's tourists. like go take some opiates <laughs> yes it's so like, good. it was so funny it was so good yeah and then it goes that's like during the credit eat kind of part and then it finishes yeah. and then it finishes and then it's, and then it's, it's, so it's sad. I, I, I left and Joe it was, it's unfortunate because I finished that movie I was watching it at home and I was like oh if, why why can't a pub or a nightclub be open right now I have all of this energy after this movie I just I'm just saying I, I, I don't like going to coppers but if you told me coppers are going to be playing yeah yeah ding dong anytime soon I will be there Oh yeah, Coppers is minging, but if they played Yeah Yeah Ding Dong, I could make an exception. There you go. What's your okay? Well, and what's here's a good question for you. What's your so? What's your favorite song in the movie? I would say probably Husavik. I just think it's such a powerful song. I do also love uh, Line of Love, Alexander Lemtov's one. Yeah, I think his dancing is very funny, and where he like rips off his shirts. I think all of the songs are really good. Um, what's yours? Yeah Yeah Ding Dong. Ah, uh, it's so hard to say. 
But it's like I'm, all I'm going to say is I'm, I'm I'm I feel aggrieved and outraged that Pierce Brosnan didn't get a song in this. And it's because everyone's probably like, oh, he's a bad singer in Mamma Mia. I disagree. I don't think I don't. Well, no, it's he's not a good singer in Mamma Mia. He's not the worst in my opinion, and I think he gets far too much shit for it. And if you want to hear me scream about that for an hour, you can listen to the Mamma Mia episode. But um, he should have been in a song with this. Um, yeah, Houston Vic is a great song. Um, like. What would I listen to and enjoy? Like, it's yeah, yeah, ding dong. Like, I could listen to that, like, while doing something. Husevic, you just kind of need to take a breath. It's just a bit, yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, it's too ooh. emotional. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's too intense. There is also really liked um, Mita's song. That was a very eurovision style song. Uh, yeah, I, th- those, they feel like three back-to-back that I kind of blended into one, but I remember mm-hmm. just listening to them and being like, yeah, sounds like a Eurovision song. But I do like the Eurovision soundtrack. I reckon you should give that a listen. Gonna, I might go. Yeah, I, I, I might have hit to, up Spotify. I well, because it has well, extended te- versions. So I, I, back in my Zoom quiz days, one of my things involved the yeah yeah ding like putting yeah yeah ding dong in the quiz to the point where I'd listen to it so much for the quiz and then listen to it so much after that I think it showed up in my Spotify Wrapped or something like that. <laughs> so I, uh, I. I'm going to say yeah, yeah, ding dong. But yeah, maybe I'll give the rest of the thing. I don't know. I, I've heard the Double Trouble Tiesto version. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've also heard that one. I like that too. But I do think that everyone should watch this. I mean, we have gone through a lot of this movie for a very long podcast, but we still miss so much of the funny parts of this movie yeah. because it's really two hours of funny stuff. Exactly. Except for the 30 minutes that could be removed. Just get, a, get rid of it. Throw it in the bin. It's garbage. Get Just some, fast get forward. A, get a knife elf. To, get an elf knife to it. <laughs> so funny but yeah that's it i guess that's it safe, do you have any safe. fun facts for me no uh, i i know i kind of used them all up during it but then my only my only other thing would have been that pierce brosnan uh plays will ferrell's father uh, but yet he's only 13 years older than him but i think that works very well for the character if you think that he was having children at f- the age of 13 because he is the most handsome man in europe yeah Oh, exactly. I didn't mean Iceland. I said Europe. I, I stand by that. Yeah, statement. I know. I, I did see you like very definitively be like, I'm surprised you didn't I go have a list. the it's world. Right here. <laughs> you didn't go the world. <laughs> no. The wor- well, no, come on. We, we live in a world with... Um, uh, one. Tell me one person that you think is more attractive than Pierce Chris Brosnan. Hemsworth. He's a, he's a buff dude. I don't know. I think for you, Gary... Pierce Brosnan is number one and always will be number one. Number one. It's number one, which is why which is why I was so happy that we were able to find another movie that just sheerly um hammered home the point that he is the most handsome man in the world. But also a movie that shows that you are the most excited person about the Eurovision movie in the world, Alice Skinnell. Yeah. Thank you so much I for I definitely am. Thank you for having me and for watching Eurovision movie again. I'm oh. glad you also liked it. I was going to say, actually, one thing I have noticed is I've had a lot of pushback from people when I try and make them watch this movie because I've made like a lot of people watch it and no one has watched it and not enjoyed it. That is a fact of this movie. It is like, you might not think you'll enjoy it, but trust me, you will tralalal through the movie all the time. It's got everything. It's got Icelandic accents. It's got Will Ferrell actually being quite funny in a movie. It's got Rachel McAdams giving it socks. It's got uh, it's got uh, Dan Stevens giving a fantastic performance. It's got uh, Pierce Brosnan just being his handsome self. It's got great tunes. It's got fantastic pacing until a point. It's a phenomenal movie. Everyone check it out. It's got elves. It's got <laughs> elves. <laughs> Don't forget the elves. You might piss them off, Gary. You need to, you gotta oh, finish the credit the with the elves. 
Okay, okay. Well, look, Alice, I'll say thanks Thanks again to you. Thanks to anyone who's listened to this uh, or any of the other ones. Thanks again to the elves. Uh, elves, if you want to know when new ones are coming out, you can follow at Reeling in the Peers on Instagram or whatever the elf equivalent is. You can follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoy. Goodbye.